0: What do you say we uh, talked to the guy who can give us some answers on that? Pleasure to welcome him on. Uh, Damian let on the block with us here. ESPN Radio covering that Liberty Flames squad. Damian, thanks so much for your time today. How are you, man?
1: doing well. I was actually listening to the radio to kind of figure out when uh, I was expecting a call, and then I heard you know, the technical difficulties, and I was actually about ready to call in to try to help you guys well, out. I'm but, glad
0: uh, we got you. Yeah. Live <laughs> radio, baby, flying without a nap, but we squared it away just in time. We got you on the line, so I'm glad uh, we got you here, my friend. And as you could hear when you were listening... I got a lot of questions about Liberty. This is a game with a lot of uh, intrigue to it. But what I was just talking about before you got on there, Damon, uh, was my first question for you. Man, Hugh Freeze, what a training camp. He has had a debilitating back pain, couldn't even walk, had to get surgery. Turns out he had an infection, which could have become life-threatening if they didn't catch it. So how has he coached his team going through all this?
1: I think from everything you've seen so far of uh, being in a hotel that's technically on campus that overlooks the practice facility, um, the IT department came through into one of the suites there at the hotel, hard-lined everything up, so that way he had direct access to pipe into the cameras uh, that they have set up. Uh, to record practices, so you have your end zone shots in the indoor facility, you have your indoor shot at the outdoor field that's adjacent to it, and that way he's able to watch everything, see how things develop. And then he's got a two-way radio that he communicates back and forth with coaches. And if he can't get to them, he calls one of his staff members on their cell phone, and then the staff member passes off the cell phone to a player or a coach if he's not able to reach them on the walkie-talkie. Uh, so he's been trying to communicate that way. Um, you know, he feels that he's failed his player and not properly leading them uh, through this ordeal. I mean, he hasn't been, I think, fully engaged in a practice since the August 10th scrimmage, which was the first scrimmage of the camp. And, but, I mean, the staff he's put together, he's been, they've been able to go through the scripts, go through the plans of everything they want to accomplish in game prep uh, for Saturday's matchup against Syracuse.
0: So, Hugh comes in. We know what happened at Ole Miss. He's given the second opportunity at Liberty. What kind of culture, what kind of team, what kind of system? Like, What does he want to build at Liberty? What has he said about that?
1: Uh, he wants to build a culture where everyone's held accountable, but there's engagement, there's energy. And I think the biggest thing you'll, you've noticed, and what I've heard from him here and read from you know, his previous stop at Ole Miss, He's much more engaged with the players. Instead of, you're having a bad camp, get off your butt, get in gear, I don't care what you have going on, you need to perform. Now he's engaging with them and saying, why are you like this? Uh, what can I do to help you? It seems like what happened at Old Mess and the way things ended there, and now having a new lease on coaching life has allowed him to see things from a different perspective. He's much more relatable to the players, um, wants to know them on a one-on-one level and really find ways to help them in whatever way he can. Uh, That seems to be the culture that he's building. Um, And from an accountability standpoint, he hired a young assistant coaching staff uh, with the exception of, you know, some familiar faces from his previous stops, Bruce Johnson, a running backs coach, is probably the most tenured coach uh, out of all out of the entire staff. And then you bring a young guy in, like Scott Simons, who's in his young. Is in his early 30s to run the defense, and he's got some young guys around him coaching at the various positions as well. So uh, they have a lot of energy and a lot of accountability uh, to make sure that they can be a reputable group of five program, which is how they view themselves right now, even though they have facilities that rival some Power Five programs.
0: Damian, uh, I just love that Syracuse is facing a quarterback with the nickname Buckshot. That's just fantastic. Steven Buckshot, Calvert. I'm intrigued to hear what kind of player he is, see what kind of player he is. What have you seen from him so far? What's uh, Syracuse going up against here on Saturday?
1: Well, his, Buckshot is his legal middle name, That's if you believe it or not. Uh, he That's was named great. after NASCAR driver Buckshot Jones, who um, was a racer back in the 90s very popular among fans even though he wasn't as good as a lot of other drivers uh but his dad wanted to have his kids legal first name be buckshot and his wife at the time kim said no we're not doing that so they (laughs) so they came up with the idea middle name buckshot and that's the name he goes by um He's a very accurate passer, and um, if you go back and watch a lot of old miss tape, uh, Freeze has said that Calvert's arm strength is equal to that of Chad Kelly. And Kelly's name's been popping up recently because now he's the backup quarterback at Indianapolis after Andrew Luck's retirement. Um, but he, the one thing they have worked on a lot with him is his decision making. If you look at last year, 21 touchdowns to 18 interceptions in his first two seasons at Liberty. He had 44 touchdown passes, 15 interceptions. Uh, so the speed of the FBS defenses got to him a bit. Um, a lot of times when he was reading a play, he didn't take into account, say, a weak side linebacker or you know a safety that was staying out of vision that could read something. Now he's getting a lot better at reading things pre- and post-snap. Um, he can throw it all over the field. That's what you're going to see. He's really good at throwing outside the numbers, especially when he's pushing the ball downfield. And you know he's got a quick release as well, which is something that you know Liberty's going to need to utilize against Syracuse because when you have Robinson and Coleman coming off the edges, that clock in your head's going to speed up quite a bit because you know time is going to be at a premium to get the ball out quickly before you're going to have to escape the pocket uh, from one of those two guys chasing you down.
0: So uh, Buckshot seems like a legit uh, player that Syracuse is going to have to worry about, especially with that arm strength you described. And he's got a really good receiver to throw to. Uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden is getting NFL looks right now and somebody that Syracuse is going to have to account for at all times, it seems.
1: Yeah, uh, you can't teach 6'4", 220, and a guy who runs a four four five. Yeah. Um He's he has a gymnastics background. Um, he was born and raised in Chicago and his mother put him into gymnastics school when he was very young and he didn't start playing football until they moved to Dallas, Georgia. Um, and he really didn't catch on to football till his sophomore year of high school. Uh, so he's only been playing for six years and, um, He's got freakishly long arms. Uh, A lot of times, a 50-50 ball thrown up there, he is great at going up and timing those jumps and able to extend his arm and make plays. Uh, that's where he's had the most success. And if you go back and watch the Baylor film from two years ago, uh, he just took advantage of them by straight-line speed and also by sheer strength. Um, that's something that Syracuse is going to have to take advantage of. Um, he's a guy who can win some battles against double teams. Um, the two games he played last year against Auburn and Virginia, you know, he was really taken out of it because... Both teams shaded a safety over to really help out with him. Uh, so I don't know what Syracuse's game plan is going to be, but if they do that, they're going to force guys like Kevin Shaw, another outside receiver, and some really good slot guys like D.J. Stubbs, Damian King, Shedra Lewis, to try to be more active in the passing game because they're going to get more opportunities with Gandy Golden locked up pretty well on the outside.
0: As we jump on the defensive side of the ball, uh Look, when you look at the numbers, it seemed like they struggled. Gave up 220 yards rushing per game, 116th in the country, 36 points per game. And you got a Syracuse offense coming in as you've seen, Damien. that can sling it, that can score points. It's fast-paced. So, uh what what's the challenge going to be for this Liberty defense up against a Syracuse offense?
1: It's going to be stopping the run. Uh when you got Mo Neal and Abdul Adams back there both electric backs it's going to be hard to stop them Um, what Liberty has done particularly in the offseason was address the defensive line issue because that was the main problem last year when you mentioned teams were averaging 220 yards rushing a game when teams were able to run the ball and then you had to bring in Elijah Benton from strong safety move him up then all of a sudden you can go over the top and get some big plays and that's what really hurt Liberty last year Uh, they were able able to bring in some really key defensive linemen, particularly from the Juco route. Elijah James had uh, 16 sacks last year at junior college. He's in, he's slated to play defensive tackle. Then you bring in guys like Devontae Lloyd, William Green, both who can play, both tackle and nose guard. And then you add two freshman ends in Braden Monday and Trayshawn Clark. Monday chose Liberty over offers from Ohio State, Michigan State, and Florida. Um, which goes back to his Christian background and how he felt more comfortable there at Liberty. And Clark last year had 16 sacks playing at Cape Coral High School in Florida. Uh, so defensive line, they've, uh, they've really addressed that issue. Uh, they're feeling that they can get pressure up front. And defensive line coach Josh Aldridge has said, any successful line you see in college or pro, if they can stop the run, they're usually the best teams at rushing the passer. Uh, so that's where Liberty wants to get to. And if Liberty is able to have some success slowing down Syracuse's run game, that gives them a chance. And that's a big if. Uh, but that's their game plan going going into Saturday is stopping that run.
0: Damien final question for you here. What, what kind of environment is Syracuse coming into on Saturday night? Is it going to be sold out? Are people all in on Liberty football? Like, well, What's the sense of how the community and the fans are at, at Liberty with that team making the jump up to FBS?
1: Yeah, they're expecting uh, to feel close to the entire 25,000 seat capacity and they're really hoping that they have such an overflow that they can use the berm in the south end zone for overflow seating. Um, student interest is really high right now because it's Syracuse uh, for that matter but uh, there's a lot of interest now. Uh, Lynchburg used to be divided between Virginia an hour north in Charlottesville and then Blacksburg about an hour and a half to the southwest now with Liberty being on a similar plane. Not the full plane of the ACC, but a similar plane being an FBS and playing teams like Syracuse at home that gives them more of an opportunity to come see quality teams play in Lynchburg and there's they're expecting close to a sellout. Um, Saturday night, Um, and it would probably shatter the record of 22,000 fans that they had for a game against Montana when Montana was ranked in the top 10 of the FCS poll back in 2015. Uh, So there's definitely a lot of interest in Liberty football now, especially uh, with Hugh Freeze and the offense he's expected to bring to Lynchburg because most fans go to college football games to see points scored, not low-scoring affairs. So they're hoping to see a lot of points Saturday night.
0: Damien, appreciate your time. Certainly appreciate your patience through our technical issue and the delay and get you on there. Uh, keep up the great work. I've been really helpful in helping us learn all about uh, Liberty, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Thank you, sir. That's Damien Sortilet. Of you can read his work covering Liberty football, the news and advance. Newsadvance.com. Great resource this week to learn all about Liberty.